Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God on our lives. This is the first of a two-part short series. Yes, I could have made it one message, but I try and include only three pages of content per message. We may want to leave room for the Holy Spirit in that he may want to chat with you about what you're hearing. The title of this message is Close But No Cigar. I suppose I could have named it Spitting in the Wind After Eating a Can of Sardines, but that title was a little less appealing, and although I think sardines are quite tasty, I'm just not a spitter. Oh, see, there I go again with me stuff. Let's move on to you stuff. There's this way of thinking that goes something like this. I'm a good person, so God would never send me to hell. With the likes of Hitler and Stalin, no way would he send me to dwell with Satan, and the angels who fell with him, would he? Revelation 12:4. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. That's not a God I want to know after all. Look at all the good things I have done. He just wouldn't ignore that effort, right? I have a good deeds resume for God's sake, literally speaking. Besides, I am so much better than you know. You fill in the blank. Blah, blah, blah. I was this person before I had an epiphany that it did not matter to God what I thought about my heavenly resume. He established the rules, not I. I did not run anything well in my life prior to him, and I only barely get it right now sometimes. In my 28 years as a Christian, I have seen and been a lot of different versions of what a Christian is supposed to be. At times I thought that maybe I was better off going to hell. At least I knew what to expect and why I was going. Sometimes God is so hard to figure out, and unfortunately, the God-know-it-alls still don't really help. In fact, many of them scatter when hell seems to have appeared on earth to take you or me out. You always know who is really committed to you when the devil shows up UFC style. Of course, sometimes you just need everyone out of the way so that God can do his work. And what is more difficult still is when God sends you on a different path than they, and neither of you understand why. But so then I realized that the devil has no concern about getting you to hell. He is not witnessing or trying to convince anyone that hell is going to be a hoot. I know you listen to some people talk and you would think that hell will be one long, very long party. I am very visual, so when I think about being in a perpetual fall, in complete darkness, burning up with unquenchable thirst, and carrying around in my body all manner of cursed diseases and sickness this world ever did see, while worms feast on me forever, is so far removed from my definition of fun that it also makes it hard to believe anyone else would enjoy the journey. I assure you, hell is not a never-ending Super Bowl Bud Light commercial. When you think about the fact that hell was created for the devil and his minions, one must think of the wrath of God has against such an earthly roaming beast that not only took out his son, but perpetually harasses those in whom his son saved. Then you may draw a more accurate picture of hell. Scripture break, Luke 16, 19, 31. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. You see, there was no angels for the rich man. Anyways, verse 23. 
and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus at his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in torment in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. You see, Satan is only trying to keep you from going to heaven. This is easy for him if you think that you are all that in a bag of chips. You see, your ignorance of God makes Satan's job easy. He depends on our laziness and lethargy. He especially enjoys it when we are religious, because not only are we not getting into heaven, but we then take others along with us. Surely they would have agreed to go with you, thinking that you know best. But wow, what a letdown when you get there. As Yoda would quip, friend, you no longer be. Matthew 23:15. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much of a son of hell as yourselves. Being nice for a day, good to some people, generous to a thousand homeless peeps, going to church, tithing, reading your Bible, praying, operating in the supernatural gifts, fasting and walking a certain way, Sierra Smith for translation, is not the way to the way of the way. Acts 9.2, if he found any who were of the way. Acts 24.22, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. John 14.6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the only way to get there. John 3.1-12 There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Before I go on, listen to what that just said. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. So if you don't believe in God, you don't get it. You won't get it. You can't get it. Be okay with that. It's your choice, remember? Verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? 
Now, we all know that Jesus already knew this, right? Verse 11, most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and we testify what we have seen and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe it if I tell you heavenly things? This is one way to being deceived that you are going there. Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Another way of saying this is not everyone who's been nice for a day, good to some people, generous to a thousand homeless peeps, going to church, tithing, reading your Bible, praying, operating in supernatural gifts, fasting, and walking a certain way is not going to enter the kingdom of God. Wow, so here again I would drop the mic, but the boom holds it up. So you say, Ken, you have touched on some things that should be important to do as Christians, right? Yes, I have, and it is for a reason. So that we are not mistaken, being generous to a thousand homeless peeps, going to church, tithing, reading your Bible, praying, operating in supernatural gifts, fasting, and walking a certain way is what we should be doing as Christians. But, and wait for it, in all that we are doing for God, he has to be the primary purpose we breathe. Knowing God for who he is and obeying what he is asking us to do is the key. He states, I never knew you. This is why we must be paying attention to the things going on. Not everyone who says that I am a believer is walking in that statement. In fact, it looks like some are even hiding behind the gifts of God. Close is no cigar. Let's look at Nicodemus. He was a very religious man, doing, doing, doing. He was as close to what a Christian might look like, and still he wasn't in. He was destined to live in a place created for Satan, and the fallen angels after a lifetime spent looking religious and doing religious things. Yikes, that's a big mess. I'm not sure what is worse, thinking you are living for God and going to hell in the end, or just getting there hoping Bud Light is forever served on tap, only to find out that you have been bamboozled. Probably thinking that you are living for God, that would be such a letdown. Well, that's it for today. Hopefully you are more inclined to eat a fresh can of sardines after this impromptu shout out for our little candy friends. But if not, that's okay. So I said it before and I will say it again. Most of my messages are for the believer because the rest of you who don't want to live in the greatest place to have ever existed, with the one and only God to have ever existed, won't hear what I'm saying. But then God did add to the church those who were being saved, so perhaps this will sink in. You can visit the book of Acts for more on that. Remember, it's not what you find wrong with or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.